The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Well, good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. This morning, we are focusing on the city of Murfreesboro, and our mayor, Shane McFarland, is with us this morning. Shane, good morning to you. Good morning, Bart. How are you? Doing great. Good to have you with us today. Uh, It's always good to be back. little nippy outside? Yeah. I mean, have you seen the weather for next week? Oh, two degrees? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Golly. At least it's only two days. I love Murfreesboro, but I love it a whole lot better when it's like, you know, 70 to 80 degrees. Well, it'll be that way soon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. Well, a lot happening here in the city of Murfreesboro. Yeah, we've had uh, we've had a lot going on um, the last couple of weeks. I mean, you know, finishing up our our year end, but our year end's not really f- finished until June the thirtieth. But we're getting ready to start the budget process already. It's hard to believe that you know you're six months away from from voting on the budget, but they already start the process. We've had. You know, lots of good news. Uh, I think, Barnett, I can't remember if we talked about this last time, but the uh, uh, I always like to bring this up, but, you know, for the challenges that we've had with the airport over the last three or four years, specifically with MTSU, the, the airport uh, won the safest airport in the southern region, which is seven states, including Puerto Rico. So that was a really big announcement that, that we, um, we were awarded. And then on top of that, about two weeks later, um, it typically takes the FAA a long time to approve a control tower, and they approved uh, the application for, for Murfreesboro in a little over three months. So we're starting that process now to uh, to have controlled airspace in Murfreesboro. So lots of, lots of good things ended up. I uh, had a great New Year's Day 5K run, had over 500 people that, that showed that up to turn. run. So, yeah, we've with a, lot, a lot of cool things happening. Now, at this, uh, with the control tower, yeah. I know you're really interested in that. Uh, will this be a freestanding control tower? Uh, will it be onto the building or how, how will it be? They're still working through the location, um, you know, where that would be, but it'll be on the, it'll be close to the, to the terminal that's there now. You know, and what this is going to do, it's not going to allow any larger planes to come in than what's coming in right now. But it, it does, it, you know, use it this way. It's almost like in a circus. This person is the the ringmaster. And that person is saying who can come in and who can't come in, when they can come in and when they can't come in. And so what that's going to end up doing is, for example, you know, with some of the flight training, um, it, it really makes it just safer and and I think that's something that not only me but the entire council has really put a focus on making sure that that we have a safe facility and you know I think um, being recognized having the safest airport in the the state winning the safety award this year in seven states in Puerto Rico and then it shows that we're heading in the right direction. That's exciting to see yeah, that happening. Is. Yeah, it absolutely is. Do you think we will ever get to the point, now I know we're not going to have big airplanes, but we can have good size airplanes already where you would have uh, several passengers in the plane, I would think 10, 12, or maybe more. I don't think you'll ever get to where, like Smyrna, where you've got you know contour air and, 
some other small, what I would say, regional um, airlines that will will operate. I don't think it will Murfreesboro. I don't think we'll ever get that way. Just from a sheer size. Now, I mean, our our terminal that we have is as nice as any one that you'll go in. Um, I just don't think that I could see Murfreesboro being much closer to like a John Tune that's you know in Nashville. That's more of a you have smaller you know business jets and and those things that that will come in so and and really the the model on on general aviation airports in tennessee changed over the last 10 years when fedex lobbied to not um, pay the fuel tax and so what typically what what happens is when someone buys fuel that tax would go to the general aviation airports to help support their their facilities that money went away so, you know, when we built our terminal, that was all local. When I say local money, that was all Murfreesboro taxpayer money. Um, so now, you know, the, the opportunity to get federal and state grants, it's very limited now. Federal, a little better, just like the airport, the, the tower that we're going to build. I mean, there's only 10% of local money that will be put in that. The rest of it's all federal uh, in some state money. So I think, you know, it's it's important that we look at, revenue generation at the airport so that the taxpayer is not burdened with a with a big loss at the airport now do you think we'll ever have a restaurant at the airport the reason i ask yeah, that yeah it's fun to go i yeah. remember as a kid i my parents took me to the airport yeah. we'd watch the planes land and take yeah. off and and you'd eat yeah never save ever there's a lot of airports that i fly into that they call them you know a hundred dollar hamburger that you fly somewhere to get a hamburger and it you know it cost you a hundred dollars to fly there but um you know you never say never i mean greenville south carolina has one of the cooler restaurants that you'll go to that's actually on the you know in the flight path so you never say never so well, i think the people the public would enjoy it too yeah yeah i mean uh, you know mtsu uh their lease runs out on the classroom space that they have that uh we we helped them with that runs out i think in june of this year and you know the city's already notified them that you know we're not going to renew that lease on classroom space because we we need you know that community room that we built out there is used nonstop and so we're we're really looking at you know whether there would be some more aviation uses who would want office space there or if you know another business community room that people can rent out would be advantageous so lots of cool things that are happening Bart one thing that when you and I were texting back and forth the road that is off of Robert Rose behind the Oak Shopping Center that's going to be connecting to uh, Medical Center Parkway, mm-hmm. that road is... Gateway al- Boulevard. Yeah, that road's almost finished. The uh, lights are on. Yeah, actually... actually the street lights are on. I actually drove it the other day. I, I think the people were wondering who the heck this is, you know, driving <laughs> driving the road. But I drove it the other day, and that's going to be, I think, something that's... Um, it's going to be very advantageous oh, for, yeah. for people, you know, over at the mall that don't want to get on Thompson Lane. The widening of Medical Center Parkway is on headed out to 24 is almost finished. So that that is something that I think has has really helped the the traffic in in that area. Um, we've got a lot of different projects that are are continuing to to move along. The transportation center is. Yeah, they've got the footers poured on the transportation center. So there's a lot of good stuff going on. That's great. Now, for people who are not aware, where is the transportation center? That's on the corner of 99 and Bridge Avenue. There, uh, it's right across from the Doug Young uh, Public Safety Training Facility. That's that's where the new transit 
uh, transit operations are going to be be based right now you know they're based downtown sort of at a makeshift a makeshift area on the corner of walnut and burton um, as a matter of fact it's right across from where my office is is located and so the 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 transportation system has outgrown that small little spot that Murfreesboro Housing Authority let let the city use. Um, so you know that will be relocating and and going out towards you know towards that the new facility. And what that's going to also allow is not only is that going to be a great home base for the transportation facility, but that's where the WeGo buses, the Greyhound bus, you know, all those things can now have a facility that they can go to, as opposed to you know we had significant issues with greyhound just dropping people off you know at one point they were dropping people off at old fort park uh so that that's something that was causing numerous issues that now you know we think this will this will help so they will actually have a destination of this transit center i think that's what the plan is as as of right now it definitely the WeGo buses that uh that come from nashville you know that people ride back and forth that will be the drop off now not downtown and in the other part too is you know those large buses that come in from nashville um it, it's extremely hard to maneuver those downtown so this gives a little better ingress and egress now you had mentioned a good while back a year or so ago about how you had ordered a new fleet of buses yeah and that we were going to change the name from rover and the buses were going to be white and yeah uh, what's that how's that going so there's some of the some of the buses have transitioned to Murfreesboro Transit System because um, a lot of people coming in they don't know what the heck Rover is. I mean that was cute 20 years ago when we did this and you know we did the dog, but now I mean it, it, the system has grown. But it was December, not last year, but year before last, 2022, <coughs> that we signed a contract for these buses and couldn't get them um i mean went all the way through mid-year and couldn't get chassis numbers couldn't get um could not get a delivery date just because you know the excuse was covid um at some point the covid excuse i think is going to have to to run out um but couldn't get couldn't get them get them from the manufacturer and so we signed a new contract uh with a company here in murfreesboro that uh, we should have those you know coming in here before too long of course they were more expensive than they were back December of 2022, but um, I don't know what happens. We buy those off of the state low bid contract, and and I part of me has to believe that these manufacturers, if you've got a bunch of people in line, and you've got this group over here that's buying off of a low bid contract, and you've got this group group over here that's paying full retail, that those manufacturers can be like, hey, I'm going to pick the group. If we have a limited number of inventory, I'm going to pick the group that's paying more. <laughs> Makes so, sense. Makes yeah, sense. and so that's where we've been, you know, waiting to get um, to get that inventory. Here's a question from a listener who's uh, following up on your question, uh, your comments about the Gateway Boulevard and its connection to Robert Rose Drive because that's about to open any time, obviously, with the lights, street lights on already. Uh, they're saying, will the gateway project, the city's gateway project, will you have some land to sell along that new roadway? There is land that fronts the river, and uh, people keep wanting a restaurant on a river. Yeah, I don't think so. I think a lot of that land is in wetlands. 
you know, and in, um, you know, so close to the river you couldn't build on it. So I, I don't, the city is not going to have anything. And, and I've really advocated, you know, I was talking about this to someone yesterday going all the way back 30 years ago when, you know, Mr. Haley negotiated and bought the gateway property. Um, you know, we've really tried not to buy property as a city anymore. That really needs to be the private sector doing that. You know, we've got city property that like that where we're sitting right now that, you know, there's been decisions made to put this to a better use. But, you know, the gateway was a huge success and we still have a little land out at the gateway to sell. But, you know, where it's really tough for the government to bank land and then pick winners and losers on who we sell that to. And, and you know, I think for every good thing I, I can say we did, I could go through and say it's probably not a wise decision um, on, on how that's been done. Let's take a phone call here. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. You're on WGNS with the mayor. How are you today? How you doing, Bart? Doing great. All right, I was just calling in reference to there's a spot right there. If you come down Clark Boulevard, uh-huh. cross over Memorial, and uh, it's a little spot on the right, right there. And I, it, it's been there for probably 20 years, right before you get to Poplar Street, Hidden Acres Apartments, right there. Right before you get there, there's a bad other cup in the road. Pretty sure some of the listeners. Just listening and hit it before, too. And it's right on the right-hand side, and it's very noticeable. And I've called in about it about a couple of months ago. So it and t- I was wondering if any kind of way they can uproot that and just flatten it out right there. If you come come straight down Clark and go across the Memorial, it's like right there where that brand-new car wash is. Okay. Maybe 300 yards to your right. It's, it's very noticeable, and it's been there it's a landmark to me. <laughs> but okay. People, people that's not from here uh, had some cousins that come here and they, they hit it. Okay, so Clark across Memorial, 300 yards to the right, past the Soap and Suds car wash. Okay. Yeah, right past it. Yep, as soon as you pass it, that, that spot is on your right right there. And I mean, it's been there okay. for quite some time. All right. Well, I'm, uh, I, just, I just put it down and I'm, I'm emailing that as we speak. And I appreciate you, and y'all have a blessed day. You too, bud. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 615-893-1450. That was easy. Yeah. And the mayor's right on it. Yeah. So uh, 615-893-1450, that is our number. Uh, You talked about city buying land and uh, then selling it. That's one of the situations with the one college LLC, the old First Methodist Church, yep. and I know that is a thorn in your side. Yeah, I just, I, yes, I, I mean, the city, and I'm, I'm sure it will be public record, Bart, I'm trying to be very transparent about these things. Um, you, know, you are transparent. Uh, it's, you know, it's like you're, you're danged <laughs> if you do, danged if you don't. Like whenever I brought up about the, you know, the baseball team that, had contacted city staff and try to be transparent and everybody loses their mind on that. And, and, but I really just wanted to make sure and try to keep people informed. And, um, yes, one East college is 
very frustrating. But I, I think um, it's my understanding that a letter of default has been sent uh, to those developers, letting them know that they're in default of the TIF agreement. You know, and so that project without a without out the tax incremental financing project, I think is um, you, you know is not good. I, I look, Bart, I'm. I, you know, the, the, I'm trying to think of a very delicate way to say this, and I'm not delicate all the time. That that group has just not followed through with what they said they were going to do. You know, I met with them back early in the summer, and I think we were supposed to have a proposal the end of August, and the end of August has flew by, and so I. I you still don't have a. Yeah, proposal? I've not met with them since then. That's really city you know uh, mr tyndall and the attorneys and all that group but i'm i'm not supportive of that that project just because they've not done anything they said they have done as far as a scheduling you know aspect look initially that project was approved and then covid came and the hotel went around and the city council voted to make some changes and then costs went up. And so I, I don't, it's extremely frustrating. Do you think that uh, the, with the city putting a hold on that or putting a default notice out to the contractor, uh, will this put it back into the city's control? I know that's one thing. There uh, used to be a city parking lot there. Yeah, we owned a, you know, a third of that block, we own, the city of Murfreesboro owned that. So I think that's going to have to be for the attorneys to go through and, and figure that out. Um, you know, I wish we weren't in that position. I, I wish it was just simple enough that everyone would, you know, do what they said they were going to do. Look, Bart, I've told you this, and I've said this publicly. I mean, I sat in a meeting with the developer and their attorneys, and, you know, the developer point blank told me, it's the first time I'd ever met with this developer, and he just said, well, you know, look, this project just hasn't been a priority, and I literally was about to come out of my chair, and I just said, please do not say that to me again. Do not tell me that this is not a priority because this property is not like Nashville. This property is not where, um, you know, this property is not where you don't notice that it's not under construction. And so... Yeah, it's been frustrating, and, you know, look, I'm sure – I don't want to say anything negative about the developer. I'm sure that they do good with other projects that they've done before, but this project clearly has not progressed like anyone in Murfreesboro has expected. And, look, it's a – you know, say a thorn in my side. I don't necessarily say a thorn, but it's embarrassing that, you know, we it, – it, clearly if we could go back six years ago, I, I we would do it differently. Um, and I think it's, I think it's important for a political, someone that is in the political world that we admit when we should have done things differently. And I mean, if I knew now what I knew, if I knew back then what I know now, absolutely we would have handled it differently. But now we just have to work through where we are. Good morning. You're on WGNS with the mayor. Good morning. What about the VA golf course? What's the decision on that? Thank you. Oh, thank you. The VA golf course has been closed for over a year now. Um, you know, I think the VA administration has plans for what they they want to do out there with some, you know, expanding their 
their facility and expanding some of their uses for their patients out there. And, you know, Bart, that was a tough decision for the city. Um, but, I mean, the truthful answer on that is initially when that golf course was developed, it was a partnership with the VA where some of the VA patients were playing out there. You know, and keeping up with the data that we've got over the last many years, um, no, there's very few VA patients that played out there. As a matter of fact, you know, that, that, that golf course, we were going to have to put some significant funds to redo the clubhouse, make it ADA accessible. We were, we're on a gravel parking lot that has to be re, you know, had to be redone. And, and that's what a lot of people don't understand. And I can say this with authority, you know, in, in, in another role I have, you know, I deal with the army Corps of engineers and great to work with, but, you know, when you deal with a governmental agency like the federal government, you have to go by their guidelines that they set when you're considered a subcontractor. There was a big discussion about this part. I don't know if you know, remember years ago, like the city of Murfreesboro provides fire fire protection to the VA. And back um, when Biden took office, or and it may have been, yeah, it was Biden, um, they were going to they were mandating that if you were a subcontractor of the federal government, which the city of Murfreesboro is because we provide fire service, that you had to take the vaccine. It was mandated, which meant that all of our fire department, every single firefighter, we would have had to mandate to take the vaccine. And that's not something, I think that was a personal choice. If you wanted to take it, great. If you didn't, that's up to you. But it's the same thing with the VA golf course, that there are certain guidelines that we can't shirt we can't obfuscate. We have to do it. And I think once you started putting, you know, pen to paper, the the numbers that it would cost the taxpayer, they, they didn't work out. And so that's where, you know, we upgraded Bloomfield, the, the, the six-hole golf course. We've got Old Fort. So, and then, you know, also you've got Cedar Crest down the road. You've got all these other golf courses that the private sector has that it just didn't make sense to, you know, keep having a 30-day lease with the VA. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is our guest this morning. We'll continue with some more questions in just a moment. Stay with us. Receive breaking news, sports scores, traffic, and weather bulletins on your cell phone. Sign up for text alerts at WGNSRadio.com. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. One of the new menu items that we have added is our Salmon Imperial. Our Salmon Imperial is a fresh cut piece of salmon with shrimp and a crab meat blend. And then we've put our Alfredo sauce on top of it. It's great for a low carb diet that you can get with spinach, but also it just has an amazing flavor with a mixture of all those flavors between the shrimp, Alfredo, and then our salmon. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner seven days a week at Demas's. Broadcasting from the Middle Tennessee Electric Studios, MTE has provided light, comfort, and connection to our community since 1936. As your trusted energy advisor, MTE is always here to help. Connect online or download the My MTE app. Hi, this is Brandon. I am the drum instructor at Music World Drummer's Den. What Dave and I try to do, because we're drummers, is hands-on experience. We let you come back in the drum room so you can try drums out before you buy them, because online you can't do that. Taking private lessons, we jumpstart you a lot quicker than you can on YouTube. A lot of people try to watch YouTube and take lessons. We're hands-on. The Music World in Drummer's Den in Murfreesboro, 2762 South Church Street, 
across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Skies become mostly sunny this afternoon, a high in the mid-40s. Southwest winds at 5 to 15 miles per hour, gusting as high as 20. Tonight, mostly clear, low of 33. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 36. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. Hey, hi, and hello there. Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett. Fun lovers and truth seekers. Weekday mornings at 10 on WGNS AM FM Online. We are back again. Mayor Shane McFarland is our guest. If you have a question, you can talk or text, whichever you prefer. All at 615-893-1450. WGNS, your good neighbor station, now 77 years old. That happened 10 days ago. 10 days on the first of the new year, we celebrated our 77th anniversary. That's all because of you. We thank you. Imogene Garrett is our birthday winner today. Imogene receives that delicious banana pudding from the Slick Pig Barbecue. Happy birthday, Imogene Garrett. And our good neighbor of the day, two of them, husband and wife, Laws and Shannon Bolden. They are the good neighbors. They receive flowers from Ryan's Flowers, Coffee and Gifts. Jenny Harrison and the family over there at Ryan's. 117 South Academy Street. Laws and Shannon, they received this award because they drove a group of seniors around just to show them the Christmas lights last month. Very caring people. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. Let's talk a little about, uh, we talked about uh, some of the wetlands that are over there Uh, Off the Gateway Boulevard, there's another wetland over at the Murphy Spring Wetland, which is right beside the Discovery Center. And about a year and a half or so ago, the boardwalk system there was shut down. Yes. What what was the reason for that? The support system up underneath the... um Up underneath the actual structure that sits in the water had, had... deteriorated to the point that it it wasn't safe and so that's been a a bar you know and i've talked to tara several times at the discovery center that has been a a really tough process you know we got a portion of it open um and then tonight or excuse me tomorrow night my, my days are getting mixed up uh tomorrow night on our agenda is actually the purchase of all the deck boards that that will go down and then i would say here before too long the the rollins i think is the contractor who's doing that that sam had had huddleston had sent us that they're going to be fixing the remaining portion of the structures for their safety and then putting the deck boards on so hopefully it will be open by the spring now you had mentioned that part of it was open again is it part of the area that is the boardwalk or is it part of the area that's the earth it is the portion, I want to say it's the portion closest to where the playground, those those areas, but then it stops. Okay. So uh, so they can go out on the boardwalk a little bit, look at the animals and things of that sort. Very little. I mean, that, that's been a, 
that's been one of those processes that, you know, I think, again, in hindsight, if we could go back and handle that a little differently, we probably would would have. But, you know, the, that the, was a gift from the Corps of Engineers, it, wasn't it? It, it was. was is that what you would call that a gift? I think, yeah, I get the gift that keeps giving. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and I think that's the tough thing in the wetlands, like just the maintenance of those things are, are it's so tough because basically it sits in water the majority of the time. Um, but that's something I know that the city, the council has been very adamant about making sure that that gets done. Um, and so I know that the, the city staff knows that that's a priority that we're monitoring very closely. Well, it really ties in strongly with your next project, which is Town Creek. Uh, Town Creek. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah it all ties together. Everybody walking up and down Town Creek and having music venues. Yeah, so Town Creek should be let for construction this first quarter. So you're going to start seeing, you know, the last piece of property that the city had been working with, um, which was the budget breaks. They're, they are building a new facility out on 231 that where the old Waffle House was located. And so, you know, once they leave, that portion will be able to be started. And then it's my, it's my understanding that the city is also working um, – with another business owner that's on you know to hopefully get something in principle just because there's another piece of property that the council all agreed really needs to be part of that that town creek uh process now the town creek process is where for people who and if you're new to the area you have no clue what we're talking about if i refer to this as where the old kentucky fried chicken was if you have not lived here for several years, uh, you have no clue what that is. But that's where it is going to begin uh, and come out of the wetlands, and, and it's, it's underground right now. Uh, it was put underground, I guess, in the 50s, was it? Yo, to, I think it may have been before that, Bart. I mean, it was in the 50s, 60s, back yeah. Back when the bottoms yes. were flooding. Well, that's back when, you know, you would... It, everything's changed because back then you put concrete or aluminum pipes or galvanized pipes and you'd put them underground and bury them and now that's completely changed where typically you if you don't have to pipe something you don't pipe it you leave it open and and so that's really i think you're going to see that whole area transform and, and and look it needs to transform um you know i think with and if you if you're not supporting or haven't supported the journey home i think that's they're working on building their new facility. Where will that be? It's going to be out off of um, Salem, or no, I say Old Salem. It's Middle Tennessee Boulevard, out um, by Joe Joe Fulgham, the that area, that sort of triangle, right by by the interstate and uh, across from Sledgecraft Trim. You know that area over there. Uh, and so I think what you're going to see with Journey Home relocating and sort of the uses in that area changing it's going to be an opportunity you know i think to to work on getting that area back to uh, a much more usable area and in and, and bart you know i got it's not i've spoke to the leadership rutherford group the other day and you know it this is not about not being compassionate but you know that area we have had our challenges down there with you know journey home feeds in the morning and 
the group that comes to eat in the morning stays in the area and you see liquor bottles everywhere where they're you know hanging around the the facilities and then you know that that cannonsburg trailhead has been one that we've had significant challenges with it used to be one of the most used trailheads that we had and now it's one of the least used trailheads that we've we have so you know as a as a council and as mayor and even as city staff that you know once we're put on notice that crime is happening or that there's there's areas that people are are unsteady about we have to we, when we're put on notice it's not like we can turn our head we have to do something and so i think that town creek area has got the opportunity to be able to revitalize that that area to you know bring a little more activity there now in addition to cannonsburg having an issue with the with the greenway area sure. there uh, is Cannonsburg doing okay? Um, that This has always been a yeah. place where families would go and enjoy it. Great tractor collection and yeah, just the, great the, place to see. The issue, you know, we had the discussion with the baseball team. And again, as I told you about being transparent, you know, I think those discussions when a group comes in and says that they want you to build a $30, 40 $50 million stadium, it's a pretty quick discussion that, you know, that is a want, not a need, and we've got a lot of things that are needs right now that, you know, I'm. this is just my opinion, that I'm not willing to forego some of the needs that we have that need to be done for something that's not a necessity. Um, but, you know, with that, that brought in the discussion with Cannonsburg, and the issue that we have with Cannonsburg right now, used, we used to have events that you know would be there but there's no parking so you know there's that gravel lot that's in between hooper supply and cannonsburg and so you know having a large festival or an event where people are trying to cross a five lane state road um, is pretty tough now what we think will end up happening that will i think improve the cannonsburg area with these new improvements is you'll have a pedestrian bridge now that will get you over broad street without having to have a police officer standing at two different parts whether it be on church street or broad street to try to get people back and forth um so i you know i think that there's a lot of different things that look like that that they'll be able to occur let's look at uh, middle point landfill we haven't talked about that in a while yeah is that uh, moving forward is that uh, stagnant what what's happening out there stagnant's probably a good word uh, no I think there's been some movements with with middle point uh, I mean we're still we're still in you know the lawsuit with with middle point and that's not really something I can as far as where we are on that lawsuit on on commenting on that but I, I do think if anything, I think between Mayor Carr, his administration, the county commission, the city council, you know, our transfer station that we are working on out on Butler Drive and the relocation of Butler Drive, we are doing everything we can to prepare for the future closure of Middle Point and how that Rutherford County will be able to handle their, their you know, our trash. Um, and, and, you know, to me, one of the non-negotiables is a new landfill out at Middle Point. Anything, I'm not saying anything you haven't heard me say over the last five or, heck, for that, number, that matter, Bart, 10 years that 
you know, perpetuating what we're dealing with out there right now and the amount of outside trash that comes into Rutherford County. I think if you were to ask nine out of 10 residents, hey, do you think that a new landfill should be permitted next to Middle Point? They would all tell you absolutely not. And so hopefully Middle Point is doing, I think it, it seems like there have has, you know, have been some improvements. But, you know, the issue, Bart, is, I mean, I can't go back and count the number of general managers that have been out at Middle Point. Now they've got, looks like a stable general manager that's out there. But, you know, I'm not going to be here one of these days. That general manager is not going to be here one of these days. So it's in, it, it's inherent that we get, or imperative that we get the protocols put in place that we're not going back and dealing with. We still get complaints on smell. You know, we still get complaints on trash on the side of the roads on Jefferson Pike. You know, the amount of outside trash that comes in from this region that comes into that area that's on our streets, tearing up our streets, driving through Murfreesboro roads, you know, creating traffic. Those are all things I hope that we can, you know, be able to address. We have a texture from a listener who says they were driving down the interstate the other day and they were behind a tractor trailer truck that had atomic yeah. on the side of it and they said trash was blowing out the top of it all over the interstate all sorts of paper yeah um, that's that atomic company is the company that i believe they bring trash from davidson county um and yeah i mean that, that that's that's a great example of what we deal with and what the county deals with on a daily basis that you know you've got someone from the outside that you really can't put controls on the only person that we can we can you know work work with is um is republic and middle point you know embark our ultimate goal and i think the council's ultimate goal is to make sure that our water source is protected we want to make sure that you should be able to live around you know when i say five miles away from a landfill you shouldn't smell it I mean, there, there's landfills all around the country that you don't have to deal with that. So I think there, there's um, there's things that need to be taken care of. And look, I, I, I'll tell you, Bart, what I've shared with our legislature, our legislators, and they have all been very supportive. I mean, uh, Brian Terry, Tim Rudd, Mike Sparks, Charlie Baum, Shane Reeves, Don White, all of them have been supportive because TDAC has some culpability on this as well. I mean – you know, TDEC with Republic actually went and got different inspectors who inspected Middle Point. They brought in a group from East Tennessee as opposed to the group who had been inspecting it and found violations that the other group had not found before. And so I think there is overall, I think there's what you'll see with the legislator, there's some uh, governmental control that needs to be put back to TDEC to where TDEC is not just this autonomous group that, you know, makes the decision and there's nothing that can be done from it from there. Murfreesboro Mayor Shane McFarland is our guest this morning. We're going to take our final break and we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with Hey, neighbor, when you talk, others listen. If it's on Good Neighbor Talk, keep it here. WTNS AM FM Online. Another service that I offer to make a funeral book. This is Jenny at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. 
And when I do that, I go to the funeral home and I'll take photos. And I'll add photos with some other items and verses and personalize for them. It's something they can treasure. And when I feel that connection with them, I feel I can do my best service to them. Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts, 117 South Academy, just a couple blocks off the square. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. WGNS is powered by Middle Tennessee Electric. MTE's EV Car Club has hundreds of members and growing. EV owners, enthusiasts, and anyone interested in learning more about electric vehicles is encouraged to sign up at mte.com slash evcarclub. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Catch the Rick and Bubba Show weekdays, noon till 2 on News Radio WGNS. Welcome back. Final segment, so if you have a question for the mayor, don't dilly-dally. Otherwise, you'll be left out in the cold. And it's 30-something degrees outside. You don't want to be left out in the cold. I Absolutely. Tell you. No, no. Uh, next week, it's down to single digits. Yeah, golly, it's going to be fun walking the dog. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, that comes with the territory, That's right. I guess. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Are there any other issues that are on, you know, right up on the top of your list of concerns that you're working on right now to make Murfreesboro a better place? I think we're constantly working on traffic and transportation. Um, the um, West Park, actually, the construction entrance was put in at West Park the end of December. So the the West Park, or when I say West Park, we're we're going to name that Veterans Park out on Veterans Parkway. So that's that's starting. Bart, something I, I think that's very positive: the community trust that we put together with the sale of MED. Which fast forward four years since three three little over three years since we made that decision, it is hard to debate that that was not one of the best decisions at least in, since I've been mayor, you know, you look at the, the service that we've continued to be able to provide through Middle Tennessee Electric, rates have been, I mean, the rates are regulated by TVA anyway, so rates are, are almost exactly the same, and the city has not had to borrow money. We've not had to, uh, we've not had to have any of those those issues, but the Community Investment Trust has been meeting, and now, you know, been able to allocate some of those funds that the city council had put in place to be able to help organizations throughout Murfreesboro. And the city is funding a portion of West Park without having to borrow money. That's great. The, the city is funding um, several different road projects without having to borrow money. And we still will end up at the end of a 10-year, 15-year period with over $350 million in reserves that we don't, we can use those funds to not have to raise revenue. So, you know, I, I th when I said raise taxes, I mean, revenue is a nice word to say not having to raise taxes. So I think there's a lot of decisions that we've made. You know, our, our number one goal 
besides safety and, and protection of our kids in this community is, is continuing to work on transportation and traffic projects. And, you know, I wish I could tell the, the listener that it, it happens as fast as we want it to happen. But, you know, building roads, ro- building a road is the easy part. It's all the relocation of utilities, of water, sewer, gas, underground fiber, all of those things that are much harder to do than just build the road. And that's why, you know, you see with the state building Highway 99 right now, the amount of of utility relocation is significant. So those are the things we'll continue to work on. Good morning. You're on WGNS with the mayor. How are you today? I'm good right now. Good. What I was trying to ask about is up on Vine Street, right? That's where the big bank is. Uh Uh-huh. Man, that street is so rough when you go through there, you have to almost slow down. Okay. I'm putting that in my list now, too. So that's over by by Sun, well, literally across the street from where we are right now. Yeah, yeah. It's that big bank, right that big bank is there. It's that, man, you go across there, boo-wee. All the way down to the stop sign, at least. All righty. Well, he'll take care right. of it. He, he's got his shovel with him. All righty. I'll come hey, with him. All right, come on out there. Thank Bye. you. <laughs> Bye-bye. I tell you, that's one thing. Uh, you, you not only get this across to the right people, but most of the time you drive by those places, take a look at them, and, and uh, try to get a feel for what it is people yeah, are concerned yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I think that is the one good thing that – People always talk about when it comes election time that, you know, district representation and at large and, you know, my I'm at large because I'm the mayor. But my question is, would you rather have just one person who's working for you just in your district? And if that person disagrees with you, then where do you go from there? You know, if Bart, if you're in my district and I and I call you and say, hey, Bart, I think this should happen. You're like, no, I don't agree with that. Then that stops right there. In the form of government that we have right now, you've got seven elected officials that you are able to contact and, and voice your opinions to. So I think it's something that's, look, I'm just not worried about the people in my district. I, I mean, you know, you've got... In some elections, you've got people who are who are elected f- with three or four hundred votes, and you know you can't tell me that it's better not to have six or seven people, in in this case, seven people who are going to be fighting for every area of Murfreesboro. Bart, I can tell you, I have never, in my twenty plus years of doing this, ever had a council member that has come to me and said, "Hey, I want this for this area. This is my priority." Never. It's always about overall working for all of Murfreesboro. And I've never had a council member tell me, hey, if you vote for this, I'll vote for that. It just doesn't happen. And so I think that's something that is is good with our with our, our city. We're going to wrap it up now. And we just got another text that says, can you wish Sam Day a happy 54th birthday? Happy birthday, Sam Day. All right. 54 today. 54. I tell you, he's, he's out having fun. I he bet. is. Mayor Shane McFarland, our guest this morning. Thank you for joining us this morning, Mayor. Thank you, Beth. You have a great day. Stay with us. Much more to come right here on your Good Neighbor Station. You'll hear about it first, always, on WGNS, now celebrating 77 years of service to you.